0: Welcome to the Profit First REI Podcast, where real estate investors master financial management, eradicate entrepreneurial poverty, and learn to be profitable from day one. Now for your host, David Richter. David Richter with the Profit First REI Podcast. And on this episode, I want to talk about the specifics of Profit First for Real Estate Investing and how Profit First for Real Estate and investing is different from the original Profit First. And there are some specific things that happen in real estate investing and why we even have gone down this road of making sure that real estate investors have a very clear plan and are able to use Profit First to maximize their benefits and to make sure that you have cash when you need it. So here we go. The first thing I would say is... Number one, ups and downs of cash flow. So that is pretty typical for entrepreneurs. But I feel like in the real estate investing world, especially if you're a wholesaler or fix and flipper or someone that is actively doing deals or does active types of deals like that then you're really going to experience the ups and downs of cash flow. It might be several months between flips. You might be doing one flip at a time, 10 flips at a time, and all that cash is being eaten up and got to make sure that you have enough money to cover all the cash that is going out the door. If you're doing wholesale deals, if you don't do a wholesale deal every month or every week or whatever you need in order for your operation to exist, then you're going to run into cash flow issues. So that's where that can get very tiresome as a business owner and as a real estate investor, that's why a lot of people buy rentals and buy the long-term holds, which I think is a great wealth strategy and it's a great long-term plan and it's a great short-term plan too. But I think that that is one of the things, key characteristics of a real estate investor is the ups and downs of cash flow so much. And it can be wild swings. You could be rolling in seven figures one day and then have less than five figures another day. And that can be very tiresome on the owner. So what we do and what Profit First for real estate investors, one of the key characteristics is the emphasis we place on reserves. Now, in the original Profit First, that was an advanced account, the vault and, and holding reserves. And I know you can hold it in profit and you know some people interpret that a little bit differently. But I will say in Profit First for real estate investing, we're making very clear like you have to have a reserve account as one of your main accounts. You need that account. That is going to save your sanity. It's going to help your people. It's going to give you peace of mind. It's going to be able to help your lenders see that you're more bankable and fundable in order to get uh, more money in that's not your money and other people's money to do those deals that you need to be doing. So having reserves is life-changing as a real estate investor. And that's where a lot of people think, oh my gosh, I can't hold reserves. I can't hold anything. There's too many opportunities out there. You know, like I need my cash for everything. And that's where if you're running on E all the time, anything will wipe you out. You know, like you won't be able to get to the gas station in time one of those times, and then it will be game over. And you're like, oh, I've always skinned it by by, this, by the skin of my teeth. And it depends on what cycle we're in, an up or down market. If you're in an up market and doing that, just wait until there's a down market or any correction. I'm not talking about a huge correction, maybe like 2008 or nine, or just any type of correction. And you'll be sitting in not a very good place or if one piece of your operation breaks or if one law is passed, you got to give yourself buffer. Reserves give you options. That's the great thing. The best people who live the best lives have the best choices. Reserves give you choices. That's why you need them. They give you the freedom in order to have the choices to make decisions and not out of stress, but out of a place of a clear head and being able to do what you need to do with and clearly thinking what you need to do. So that's one way that it's a little bit different. The other one is pass-through revenue. And this one is quite a bit different where in the Profit First book by Mike Mikowitz that he talks about materials and subs, subcontractors as like, if you have your top line revenue minus your materials and subcontractors, then what's left over is your real revenue. So if you've read that book, you understand that concept. If you don't, it's basically your top line revenue. Let's just take let's take some type of service business where they sell a service or they sell an individual widget or something and they sell it for, you know, $10,000. But then they had a subcontractor who helped them fulfill their service. And that subcontractor, you know, they had to pay that month was 5,000. So their top line was 10,000 selling the widget 5,000 for the person that helped, you know, uh, Do that, uh, create that widget, but they were a subcontractor, not a full time employee. Then what was left over was the $5,000 in real revenue. And that is where real revenue can get confusing as a real estate investor because what if you just follow that formula, the original profit first formula? What we're doing is it's top line revenue. Let's say you make a house sale and then you sell that property. When you sell that property, it's all the costs that went against that property during the time that you were. working on it, like a fix and flip I'm speaking of specifically, you would have those costs incurred against it. And then when you sell it, it's the property profit. And it's pretty simple. The property profit is the real revenue. And if you are in the rental business, it's the it's the rental income minus your PITI. And that is that what we're calling pass through. It's what is owed to other people. Meaning you during the construction of that project, you have probably got a loan or, you bar- or maybe you had enough money yourself, but you funded that project somehow. And then when it's paid back and then when it sells, guess who gets paid first? It's the, all those things, either the private lender that you had or the bank loan that you had that funded the deal and the project, or you should pay yourself back first if you, if you funded your own project. Then the profit that's left over is the real revenue to distribute. But if you have, let's say, commission salespeople they would be passed through You did not get that wholesale deal unless you had a commissioned salesperson. That would be a pass-through revenue. Also, the PITI, the Principal Interest Taxes Insurance, those are costs that flow to someone else. You cannot have a rental property unless you pay your taxes and insurance. Now, if you have a mortgage and interest on that mortgage, I would say that too, if you've got it with a bank and have a a lot of people have leveraged properties. So that would be one thing that is pass through revenue, meaning like you are bringing it in and then you're paying it out right away to someone else in order to generate that real revenue. So in the rental business, that would be, or the long-term business, that would be uh, the PITI And the short term or like active side of wholesaling or flipping or selling properties, that would be like commissions for salespeople. The property, when you, if you were fixing and flipping all those costs that are incurred during the time that you were working on that project, that would be like your pass through revenue. So, that is another key differentiator is the different types of pass through revenue for real estate investors that help you get to the true profit that you're able to allocate into your accounts then another key difference is opm So we kind of talked about this with pass-through revenue, but it's how you are funding your deals and how you fund things is a lot with other people's money. If you're a real estate investor, you're probably going to touch other people's money at some point. Maybe you can self-fund one day and don't ever need someone else's private money, but even at that point, you might still use OPM. But right now and wherever you are, you're probably using other people's money to fund deals. If you're doing a double close, maybe you're using the buyer's end funds, or maybe if you're wholesaling or uh, I should say fixing and flipping or rental properties, then you have money that is designated for fixing up that property and purchasing that property for, from either a private lender, maybe a bank is lending to you. That money, OPM, that's another key differentiator for your business than a lot of others, because you do it on an active basis, you are going after OPM all the time, a restaurant owner might get a secure, you know, OPM to open the restaurant and to, uh, you know, secure the land and the lease on the property or whatnot, or, you know, secure the uh, if they're buying a building, but they are not actively usually going after other people's money all the time, or you wouldn't think of it in a, in a, that type of situation, but in real estate, you do it all the time. You go after every deal. And you're usually going after other people's money. So how do you keep that separate from the active and operational expenses of the business and keep it away from your profit? Cause it's not your profit and it's not your to pay your taxes and it's not to pay your salary that other people's money that's designated for other properties And for the properties that you're fixing and flipping or that you're repairing, that needs to go into a separate account. That there needs to be a physical bank account called OPM or rehab funds or whatever is most relevant to you to remind yourself, this is not for the operations of the business. This is for the specific projects that we're working on. So that's another key differentiator in the real estate investing world too, that I see a lot and that we're making sure inside of the book Profit First for Real Estate Investing that we cover that as well too. So to me, those are the big differentiators is getting to real revenue and, to, and discussing pass-through revenue and what, how that's different and how that is really what you're paying to other people or the obligations before it becomes your revenue to actually allocate. Then OPM, other people's money, set up a different account. And then also that first one that I talked about, the reserve principle, really the reserves are there to give you choices. that I cannot stress that enough in the real estate investing world that it gives you choices. It gives you breathing room. It helps you make better financial decisions and overall business decisions. Hopefully, this has helped you. This is how Profit First for Real Estate Investing is differentiating itself. And I want you as a real estate investor, if you haven't read the book and it's not out yet, pre-order it. And if it is out, please go and pick up a copy. I wrote that book specifically for you to help you not to. So you never have to say again, a lack of education stopped me from being as financially successful as I possibly can be. Please go pick up that. Listen to this podcast. Just want to help you become a better real estate investor and a better business owner from the financial aspect and overall. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. If you found this episode valuable, could you do me a quick favor? Can you give us an honest rating within iTunes? And be honest, you could say whether you liked it or not. And obviously with iTunes, the more reviews and ratings we have, the better it is for other people that are searching for a profit first and a podcast. So we'd love to be ranked on there. And that's thanks to your help. So we would really appreciate that if you would like to go give us a rating. Also if you're looking to connect with us further, I would highly recommend checking out our Facebook group, Profit First for Real Estate Investors, and that's literally what it's called. So you can type in Profit First for Real Estate Investors and you'll be able to find you'll be able to find our Facebook group right there. So come join active real estate investors who are supporting each other and growing their businesses and profits together. That's what that group is all about. The link should be in the description below. And if you're interested in working with us and implementing Profit First in your real estate business, we offer coaching and guidance. So if you want to work with someone who's actually Profit First certified and who works right now currently with real estate businesses, you can actually go start your application process by going to simplecfosolutions.com forward slash apply or just go right to simplecfosolutions.com and there's an apply button right on there if you want to actually start your Profit First journey with someone who can actually walk you through those step-by-step and help you know and grow your cash flow. Thanks again for joining us for another episode of the Profit First REI Podcast. See you next episode.